Welcome back to Lockdown Spurs right here on the Lockdown NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Kens 5 in San Antonio. Glad to have you back. And uh, full disclosure, this uh, show is recorded before the Heat game, so hopefully you're celebrating a win. If not, hey, it's just a preseason. Wins and losses don't matter. What are we doing today? Well, we're diving into something new here. It's going to be a fan episode, but uh, kind of a game setting, a buy and sell game where two fans are going to buy and sell several topics on your San Antonio Spurs. To do that and more, I am joined by Danny Sanders. He's a frequent hey. guest here on Lockdown Spurs. And another frequent guest right here on Lockdown Spurs is Zach Escamilla. Uh, Danny, Zach, welcome to Lockdown Spurs. And um, should, should we all have a laugh now? This is actually take two of this episode because some idiot forgot to hit record. That being me. So let's all I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say that we've done we, we've done this so much on Twitter, Jeff. That I feel like we've done this before, but yeah, uh, I, we literally have done this before. <laughs> yeah, we literally have done this before. And uh, Zach, are you ready to throw down against Danny? Uh, I'm ready, man, but I hope we can uh, catch lightning in a bottle twice because I feel like that first round we had some bangers. So let's see oh, how this oh. goes. Well, let's see if we can keep that up. All right, let's dive into it. Y'all know the first question, so I'll start off with Danny. Danny, is Josh Primo the real deal? I am buying all of Josh Primo's stock. I saw him on Monday in that preseason game against the Jazz. He came out. He looked like he belonged. He played confident. He played within himself. And he was not afraid. I mean, you know, you you get some of these rookies out there. The first time they go out and actually play in front of an NBA crowd in an NBA arena on an NBA floor with an NBA ball, uh, they get kind of – I mean, they just kind of lose it. They they, they don't – they don't uh, know what to do, and he did not display that at all. He looked like he belonged. He looked, looked like he had been a three- or four-year vet already, and he put some shots up. That, and that's what I really like to see from him. I like that he's not afraid to shoot. And what I hope, what I really hope happens is that Pop doesn't try to overcoach him at that point where he gets in his head. I think there's uh, – well, maybe we'll talk about it a little later – there's a certain player that I've really advocated to stump for these last five or six months. He is in his head. I, I, I hope Lonnie, or I, I hope uh, uh, Josh Primo did not get in his head like uh, certain other Spurs players have because I uh, will definitely buy all that stock that I think he's going to be the Spurs next star. Zach, your thoughts? Buying the selling? Josh Primo is legit. Okay, I agree with a lot of what Danny said. And I'm probably going to regret this answer, Jeff, but I'm going to sell right now. I'll probably end up buying if he keeps it up because I need to see consistency. Um, he did look like a lottery pick out there. He looked great. He looked confident. And, you know, like Danny said, uh, we can only hope that he keeps the confidence up and Pop doesn't mentally break him the way that he mentally broke Lonnie because Lonnie's got all the talents, like Danny said, and he's just been just a guy. So, um, I'm I'm gonna sell right now, but I'll probably look to buy if uh, he keeps it up. There's no doubt that uh, the rookie's uh, start to his NBA career is not too shabby. You know, he played very well in the summer league. Um, looked great in that first preseason game. Kind of came down to earth in the second game. Hopefully, he had a good game against Miami. But yeah, it's off to the right uh, foot here. But Danny. Uh, we should just brace that he's probably going to be wearing an Austin uniform for a good chunk of his uh, rookie season. Unfortunately, you're probably right. Zach, what do you think? 
Yeah, I mean, truly things you hate to see, Jeff. Um, uh, but, you know, if Bryn Forbes keeps playing at a high level, I mean, Bryn Forbes is averaging 15 points a game after two preseason games and looking every bit the sharpshooter that he was uh, for most of last year with Milwaukee and parts of, uh, you know, his tenure here with San Antonio the first time around. So I think actually Bryn Forbes coming off the bench now um, is going to be a much better role for him. And uh, again, if Bryn Forbes starts to suck, then I could see Primo possibly being called up. But if Bryn's doing a great job, I think that's going to cement Primo's time in Austin. But again, I hope I'm wrong. I, I really yeah. hope Primo gets a chance with the San Antonio squad right. as opposed to the Austin squad. But I got to tell you, when you when you uh, had that article about uh, the dog night, uh, maybe I could take my dog to go see Josh Primo play. In this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, 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 that'll definitely be fun. But look, you know, if if the Spurs stick to their uh, blueprint, it wasn't mean for young players. It usually means Austin time, you know, it didn't really happen for a Vassell because it was a pandemic. They needed, they needed bodies. And unless your name is Kawhi Leonard, Tim Duncan, you know, you're not going to the G league. So more than likely Primo will be wearing an Austin uniform. But the good thing is that if he does show out, he may force that Spurs coaching staff Popovich to kind of, you know, bite their fingers, kind of start thinking about, huh, should we recall him just to get some sort of NBA minutes? It's going to be interesting to see Josh Primo and, and, and how he and fits in, quick, in this uh, this uh, this youth movement, Danny. Go ahead. And just real quick, Jeff, just to kind of look in my own crystal ball here, um, I think we, we hit on this earlier. What's going to happen is this. I mean, Primo will start off here with the big club. I think what we, we overlap. Uh, the NBA season starts like a week or two before the G League season starts. He'll start here. I mean, he might play like a game or two or three, get sent down to the G League. Training camp will be there by Christmas, okay? By Christmas, I, I, I can guarantee this is what's going to happen. He's going to ball out. He's going mm -hmm. to average 25, 27 points a game. He's going to ball out even more than Derek and Lonnie and DeJounte did whenever, he was in, whenever they were in the G League. And he is going to force the Spurs club to say, you know what? We can't keep this guy down there. He, I mean, yeah, right. sure, reps. But at that point, there's only so many reps that you can you can take to where, I mean, if if, if you're dominating the G League that much, um, you need to be up in the NBA. You need you need to be playing with the big boys. I I think he should stay here anyway. But I think that's what's going to happen is he's going to leave the franchise no choice and to bring him back up. And I think he'll definitely be on the road here road trip. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's a good problem to have if uh, Primo continues uh, the at least a very 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 early positive path that he's on now that he's a pro. Zach, you're up next. Buying or selling? And look, there's just no other way to talk about this topic uh, without triggering a lot of Spurs fans on both sides of the aisle. But uh, buy or selling? Lucas Amanich is a bust. Take all my money, Jeff. I'm buying. Every single stock there is, I'm putting my mortgage on it. I'm putting my entire <laughs> bank account. I'm putting the Your kids' I mean, college didn't, fund. Yes, didn't didn't Screaming A. Smith have a comment a long time ago saying this man's a scrub? He doesn't know how to play the game of basketball. Uh, yeah, it's nothing Swami personal. Brown. Um, but you know, Luca, he just looks like he's going out there and he doesn't care. Maybe he needs a change of scenery. I don't know, but as far as I'm concerned. I'm not impressed by the handful of garbage time buckets he's had. I mean, the dude is is right now, <laughs> he's only averaging 7.2 minutes a game. 
over two preseason games. And sure, he's averaging six points. He's sh- he's shooting 63%, but he's playing against, you know, dudes who probably aren't going to make the team, end of the bench guys, garbage time. So it's really not that impressive, you know. Uh, I mean, right now he's tied with Joe Wieskamp for the lowest minutes played in preseason at 7.2. So we're looking at Jock Landale and Josh Primo, guys that are rookies, getting more minutes than him now come on man uh listen i know you got a lot of you know lucas Simonich folks out there that that believe in the kid and there's nothing wrong with believing but at some point um you know it's like with santa claus you know we all find out one day <laughs> uh, you know you, you gotta stop believing at some point so uh I, i'm i'm buying that he's a bust and it's time to move on I mean, Danny, do I should I even ask you your thoughts? Because it sounds to me that you might agree with Zach here. You know, I, I am putting all my chips uh, in the middle of the table, and I am absolutely buying it. Um, you know, could, can you believe somebody actually blocked me this past weekend because uh, I, I, I had some negative things to say about Luca? That's another point, another story uh, for another time. But, yeah, now I, yeah, you know what? I've been saying for a couple of years now that, I mean, my biggest thing is just the lost opportunity and being able to draft Diable or another uh, defensive monster that we could have had at the number 19 pick, but instead we had Luca. So it was like, okay, you know what? Let's give the kid a try. He was in the G League. Um, he did fine. I mean, he, he had his moments. But I think people were really having to strain their eyes to really see the potential with him because, sure, he has an NBA body and NBA strength and maybe some NBA skills, but you can have that independently of each other, but unless you actually put all that together along with an NBA mind, you're not going to make it work. And he has not made it work. He looks uncomfortable on the court whenever he's on there. He looks disinterested. He looks like sometimes he's lost even. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think he's a big-time bust, and I think what's really disappointing is... In 2018, the fantasy sports expert Sleeper realized that fantasy basketball was broken. Games were being won on loss based on whose players had more scheduled games that week. It made no sense and it required very little strategy. So in 2020, Sleeper released a brand new way of playing fantasy basketball. It's called Game Pick and it's only available on Sleeper. In Game Pick, owners pick a single game per week for each starter to count towards their team's total score, ensuring an even number of games played between opponents. In game picks, you pick one game per week for each player based on player matchups, home versus away, opponent's defensive ranking, pace of play, and more. All of that adds up to more strategy and less busy work. The days of mindless busy work are over. The days of giving up halfway through the season because of that busy work, also over. Whether you prefer redraft, keeper, or dynasty, game picks has you covered. Sleeper cracked the fantasy basketball code. If you play fantasy football and if you prefer building out a weekly strategy versus a daily busy work, you're going to love game picks. Download the Sleeper app and get uh, started right now and start a league with your own friends today. You will not be disappointed. Sleeper's one-of-a-kind game pick is the most strategic fantasy basketball experience in the industry. So just Google search Sleeper right now. Sign up and check it out right now. Once again, that is Sleeper. Does this sound familiar to you? You get one device that lets you uh, catch the game live. 
another that lets you stream your favorite shows while you watch sports highlights on your phone and you got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Yeah, we all been there. Well, I want to talk to you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch now your favorite sports, movies, and all the shows in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever, ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. That was a number 19 pick, all right? Now, yeah, since then we've had an, a number 11 pick and a number 12 pick that I think both of those picks are probably going to pan out, I hope, I think. I think uh, Devin's going to really have a big year, and we've already right. talked about Josh Primo. So I think Luca's going to be one of those picks that are going to go down the, uh, the, the, the annals of Spurs history as far as being one of the, the blunders that we've made, uh, along with maybe James Anderson, uh, even though we can't fully fault him because he had that broken foot. But uh, it's, it's the example I gave a couple months ago. We had that one year whenever we drafted Kawhi uh, at number, or not drafted, but we had the Pacers drafted, draft him for us at number 15. But then number 30 comes along and we draft Corey Joseph when we could have had Jimmy Butler, I think the very next pick. So Oof, if you can only crazy. imagine, what's that? I'm just, I just said that still pains me to this day. It, that we it's still pains Kawhi yeah. and Jimmy. That would have been a disastrous. I mean, I, I mean, that would have been a disastrous lineup for any other team that was playing us. I mean, we would have been, yeah, that that would have been an awesome team. I would have loved to have seen it. So, uh, but yeah, back to Luca. I I I think he's definitely a bust. Sorry. Yeah, I look. I'll I'll try to play. You know, the other end of the spectrum. Um, you know, he hasn't been given his uh, chance in NBA minutes. Um, you know, perhaps maybe in sometime in the remaining of the preseason uh, slate that pop says, all right, go ahead, Luca, do what you got to do. Start and play your 30, 35 minutes. Let's see what you got. And even then, gentlemen, let's just say he goes out and lays an egg. He'll still have this, the, I guess the excuse well, you know, he needs more time. Okay, fine. You give him more time. So, uh, you know, I, I think I hear what you guys are saying, but at the same time, you got to still see what can he do with NBA minutes. And even if it means him falling flat in his face, time it like game after game on an NBA court, then we'll be able to see that. But yeah, it's definitely not looking good though. If you are uh, cheering for Samanich to prove the naysayers wrong and make something, maybe like Zach said, he just needs to change the scenery. Maybe that's all it is. Maybe just you're, the you're, San you're Antonio such nice, thing. You're such a nice guy, Jeff. I mean, the only change of scenery I think he needs right now is finding a new tattoo artist, but you know, that's another <laughs> story. All right. Uh, we are talking with Danny Sanders and Zach Escamilla on this fan episode of Lockdown Spurs. We're playing a game of buy and sell. Uh, make sure to follow Danny on Twitter at Danny Sanders. 80 Zach is not on there. So, but congratulations, Zach, nevertheless, because you have another kid on the way. So kudos on that. Um, the next buy and sell question, we'll start off with, I think it's Zach's turn, I believe. I think third, third time. Yeah. Um, Zach, buy or sell. This is it for Popovich. Final season. He's gonna sail off into the sunset. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy that, but 
with the caveat that I could easily see him staying, but I'm going to go ahead and buy it simply for the fact that the man has five championships. He just won Olympic gold. And I just think he, once he gets that all time coaching win record, which is what 26, 27 games, um, he should, and I mean, should get it this year. So I think as long as he gets it this year, he's got nothing else to prove. And uh, we'll be seeing Becky Hammond or maybe even Manu Ginobili next year. Danny, what about you? Buying or selling this is it for Popovich. You know, I I think the easy answer, the easy the easy response uh, would be that, yeah, there's going to be Pops last year. He has nothing left to prove. He's coming off the gold medal game with the USA to where he, uh, he went and he accomplished whatever he set out to do. Uh, but I'm going to sell that. I'm going to, I'm going to sell this as pops last year. I think that there's still, uh, some juice there. I think based on some of the quotes that he's made the last couple of weeks where he's been talking about how invigorated he feels and how just watching the youthfulness of this team really makes him, uh, I mean, just that the, the, the competitive juices are there mm-hmm. still listening to Steve Kerr and some of his other close, uh, coaching friends talk about how he still, he still has it. I mean, he he hasn't lost anything as far as his mental game or just how he feels about the game itself. And I think um, without getting too dark, like we did previously, uh, <laughs> I think he might be one of those lifers. I, I think he might be one of those guys that he spends the rest of his days coaching. And I mean, just one of these days, he just ends up uh, um, maybe just, just uh, giving up the ghost overnight before, uh, before the rodeo road trip or something to where um, I think I, I think that he's going to uh, coach at least another year or two is what I think, even, even beyond this year. So I think he'll definitely get that record this year. According to Vegas, he might be getting that record like the last game of the season, but yeah, um, yeah I mean, I, he'll get the record and he'll go another year or two, I think. So, so he's coaching till the wheels come off basically. That's yeah, that's, that's my take. <laughs> Well, oh, I mean, mean not knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door too soon, right, Jeff? Yeah, exactly. Look, Popovich made it very clear a long time ago that he was going to bow out when TD bowed out, and that didn't happen. He said he was going to just fulfill his uh, time with LMA, LaMarcus Aldridge. Then he will call it a day. That didn't happen. Here we are in a new generation, a new era of Spurs basketball. And um, although, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel is there, it's, what of uh play not 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 the death light no no stay away from yeah, the light pop. Pop, yeah, not, the that light. One. not that one i'm talking about just the light of a new chapter in his career is uh glaring right in his eyes so we'll see if he does decide to call it a day uh but it looks like he has a lot of pep in his step he was definitely friendly with the media he um joking around with them he said he's excited that there is no alpha that there is no go-to that there is no closer, that this is young guys, and that's rejuvenated him, as Danny mentioned. And hey, maybe, maybe this is it for him. Maybe he does get that record. We just don't know. We won't know until he is ready to know. And when he is ready, and he will say something, and it'll probably be low key, Zach, just like it was with TD. When but, TD but Jeff, just. What if Pop was just playing mind games with the team when he said that? What if, what if Pop was out there saying, making that comment about we don't have an alpha to, to stir the pot? Like maybe DeJounte Murray, like since a lot of folks will say, well, maybe he's their best player right now. So what if that comment was really meant to light a fire under his butt 
and make him think, hey, I'm going to be that guy. I'm getting mentioned in these Ben Simmons rumors. I want to be that guy. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, it's not. I mean, wasn't it a few years ago, Danny, where uh, Popovich called out Lonnie after a game for not being competitive? But it was like one of Lonnie's best games he had early in his career. Celebrate the freedom of choice with Built Bar. Did you know you can choose from many delicious flavors at Built Bar? Well, you can get coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, salted caramel, strawberry. The list goes on and on. There's definitely a flavor for each and every Built Bar fan. And hey, look, if you feel like you're going to miss out, they have the mix box. You'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they're also healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today. Get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. That is pretty cool. Go to Built.com right now and get yourself 15% off your order. That's Built.com, 15% off once again at Built.com. Yeah, and I mean, I'm all for the mind games that Pop can play sometimes. I think that those mental head games uh, that that light a fire under players, I mean, let's face it, whenever you get to this level, I mean, there shouldn't be that much more motivation that you need just to to, to go out there and and be the best you can. But, I mean, sometimes, especially with these young guys, I think they kind of need that. And Pop's not... um, not shown that he is a stranger to using some of those tactics and i don't mind that i'm not i'm definitely not mad at it if it was i kind of hope it was i mean i think guys like Dejounte and derek and lonnie lonnie definitely needs something like that um i i think that they they, they probably heard that and they probably think hey i mean that that's me i can be that guy yeah yeah we'll see how much uh, gas in the tank popovich has left still got a few preseason games and maybe this is it. But if it is it for him, whether it be a player retiring or getting traded, I actually think seeing Popovich leave would be a really, really big blow to the organization because who fills those shoes? Who is that? Is it Becky? Is it somebody outside the family? Is it in the family? A former coach? We just don't know. We are talking with Zach Escamilla and Danny Sanders on this fan episode of Lockdown Spurs, and they're playing a game of buy and sell. So I mentioned Becky Hammond right now, Danny. Buying or selling, she's next. You know, um, I think I'm definitely buying that, even even with that story coming out this 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 morning from the Bleacher Report that kind of muddied the waters a little bit as far as her being the next in line. Um, I think she's earned it. I think she's earned it. And not because she's a woman, not because the Spurs want to make history, even though they will. But she's earned it because she knows the game. She's earned the respect of the players, and she knows that being able to go out there and coach a, a, a National Basketball Association men's team, um, she can do it. She's capable of doing it. And um, I'm looking forward to it. I think the players are looking forward to it. I think, I think that um, there's probably an inkling that that's probably going to be the next move. But like I said a little bit ago, I don't think it's going to be as soon as what we all maybe think. I, I think there's still some juice there for Pop, especially after this year, uh, talking about being re- reinvigorated with this team. I mean, I, I think that as, if, if she can hold out for a little longer, a year or two longer, I think that she will be the next head coach of the San Antonio Spurs, and I think she can be a very good coach. I think she'll be really successful uh, because she just has that fire, that energy, that juice, 
she's just, she's involved. She wants to uh, see the players uh, win and excel. And there's just a, a certain a certain passion that she shows that I haven't seen uh, from any of our other coaches. So uh, I'm definitely definitely buying all that. What about you, Zach? Buying or selling that Becky Hammond will be the next Spurs head coach? I really loved what Danny had to say, and and for all the reasons Danny had just articulated, I want to buy. I really do. You know, it, it's not that I don't want to buy it. It's simply, I, I just don't want to get hurt. I don't want to get my feelings hurt buying it, and then it ends up being wrong. So I, I'm going to unfortunately have to pass and sell this uh, simply because, you know, we're still living in really divisive times. And until I see a team that has the cojones to make that sort of move and break those gender barriers, um, I just I just can't quite buy it, even though I really want to. Um, if I had to take a guess, I think the Spurs keep it in the family, and it's somebody like a Manu Ginobili, which I think fans would still be really happy about, or even a Tim Duncan. Hey, he's 1-0. He's undefeated as a head coach <laughs> in the NBA when he, when he sat in for pop that game. Um, but again, I, I really hope I'm wrong, and I really hope she does end up being the coach because I think there's going to be a lot of financial benefit to the team. Um, the whole, uh, you know, Las Vegas rumors and people thinking the Spurs are going to move to Austin. I think a lot of that will die down if she were to become head coach simply because she's going to put butts in the stands. Uh, people are going to want to come see uh, the first ever female head coach. And I think we're going to get a lot of media coverage regardless if the team sucks or if the team's great. So um, I want to buy it, Jeff, but unfortunately I'm going to have to sell, but I hope I'm wrong. That is a, uh, that's a big one. That, that, you know, what, what's going to happen next? You know, is it Becky? Is, and it might be a bad look on the organization too, uh, Danny. If let's just say they uh, they say, yeah, we're going to go with this person instead of Becky. I mean, that's the team that built her. You know, San Antonio is where she got her chops. So, you know, do you feel like maybe the Spurs are kind of uh, stuck in a uh, no win situation here? You know, I hard to say. Um, I, I don't know how I would put that as far as um, a hard situation. I mean, I think they definitely have. Uh, cornered themselves to where it's like, hey, I mean, if you don't hire her, why, right? Especially because of the reports that came out uh, earlier this year whenever she was considered for the Portland Trailblazer job and some anonymous source said, hey, I mean, she's maybe not as dedicated as what people think she is. Or she didn't show up every day. I mean, that was baloney, but um, I don't know where those reports came from. But the Spurs um, didn't come to her defense either there, Danny. That was, that was yeah, you know, that, that, that really disappointed me. I really thought that at least pop should have said something uh, to kind of, I mean, come out and defend her and say, Hey, I mean, that's, that's not the case at all. I don't know where they're, that's erroneous. I don't know where they're getting that. Um, and it's like what I said a few moments ago, if she can hold out, she's going to get offers. She already has gotten offers. She, she's already, like I said, gotten, gotten interviewed by the Blazers and was considered for that job. Um, if she can withstand any of those offers and kind of hold out, um, I think the job's hers. But Jeff's right. I mean, what if we don't hire her? I mean, that, that, I that's definitely going to be a black eye on, on the community and the organization because it's like, well, I mean, you did all this thing, all these things right until the very last part of it to where you could have just had her coach the organization uh, fully and you didn't do it. Why? Um, yeah, I mean, it... it yeah, I I think I, I am starting to agree with you as, as far as how you put it, Jeff, to say they have kind of put themselves in a rough position to where they're going to really be questioned um, if they don't do that. So I, yeah. that's why I think that she would be uh, the obvious next person in line, but I guess that remains to be seen. 
Could you imagine? Could you imagine how gotcha it would be if uh, the Lakers, you know, Frank Vogel's on, you know, thin ice there, even though he won a championship. I know it was the Mickey Mouse championship out there in Orlando, but we could, imagine Frank Vogel gets the axe and Jeannie Buss, you know, the Lakers, California, progressive state. Imagine Becky Hammond becomes head coach of the Lakers. Ooh, that would sting. Um, I don't know. That Sorry to even put that out. No, 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 no. You just, just a thought. yeah, it's just a thought. And uh, but it is something to think about because other teams are knocking under door, the door. You know, Milwaukee did, New York did, Portland did. Uh, maybe there's other undisclosed teams that uh, spoke with her. Uh, it, it's her time, and it's either now or it's going to happen very soon. Whether it's in San Antonio or not, it's going to happen. So good luck to her and good luck to the Spurs as they're going to have to start getting ready to plan for life without Popovich. Got a cu- couple more questions here on this buy or sell fan episode of Lockdown Spurs. I'm going to start off with, uh, I think it's Danny's uh, time right now. Danny, buy or sell that Vegas is all wrong. And they're going to, this team's going to get more than 28 wins. You know, I love watching the movie Rain Man for that classic Vegas part whenever uh, Dustin Hoffman and Tom Cruise are coming down the escalator and, I mean, they're all uh, in their new suits and everything. And this is just that, that, that grandiose just uh, view of Vegas. And, I mean, the fact that it seems like they're almost never wrong. But on this one, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to sell. I don't think the Spurs are going to be as bad as a 28-win team. I mean, if you're looking at 28 wins, you're looking at being – the top, or I'm sorry, the bottom, what, three, four, five teams in the league? Because I think you can probably bet that the worst record in the league is probably not going to get over, what, 21, 22 wins. So if we're looking at 28 wins. That has to put us in the top, or I'm sorry, the bottom five of uh, of, the, of the NBA. I think we're going to be better than that. I don't think we're going to be a playoff team. I would be really surprised if we were. Um, but I, But knowing that, I'm not necessarily saying we're going to be a horrible, awful uh, team that everyone's just going to roll on. I think we're going to be competitive. I think we're going to win. Or I'm sorry. I think we're going to lose a lot of close games. Um, but I think our win total is going to be somewhere in the range of 33 to 35 games. So in that regard, I'm definitely selling that because we're going to be a better team. That we're going to be a fun team. We're going to be one of those teams that whenever teams look on the schedule, they know they're going to have to work for it. They know they're going to have to get up for it and be energized because we're going to run. I mean, I know we didn't show it much in that Pistons game the other day, that preseason game, but that first game against the Jazz, we showed our ability to be able to pick up the pace, get on them defensively, uh, and hopefully, hopefully make some shots because that's what the what winning's all about here. As far as just that's at the end of the day, it's about making shots. It's it's a make or miss league, right? So that's what it, what it's going to be about. Thirty-three to thirty-five wins. I'm I'm buying that and selling that we're going to only only going to win twenty-eight games. You know, before I go to Zach here, not uh, not even the play-in game. You think they they got enough juice to make the play-in? I would be very shocked because I mean, you're already thinking. Well, take that back. Possibly, possibly the number the number ten seed, just like we did last year, right? Maybe maybe barely squeaking in as a number ten seed and a play-in game, but I cannot foresee us actually winning the play-in and making the playoffs. Wow. All right, Zach, you're up. Is Vegas wrong? Buying or selling? Um, no, I, I don't think they're wrong. Um, I, I don't see this team winning very many games. Um, yeah, I really liked what I've seen thus far from Josh Primo, Jock Landale. Heck, even Bryn Forbes has impressed me um, after these two games with his shooting touch. Um, 
Could they surprise folks? Sure. Anything can happen. I don't have that crystal ball. But, you know, Vegas is usually right on these things. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm of the mindset to where I hate being in the middle uh, when it comes to, you know, sports, that is. Politics is a different story. But when it comes to sports, uh, being in the middle, in my opinion, is the is purgatory. Uh, you're not really going to see much progress, uh, whether that's positive or negative. So in my opinion, um, if they end up hitting around that 28 win mark, I see that as a win-win because, hey, uh, Pop gets the all-time win record and the Spurs are going to have an opportunity uh, to draft in the top 10 and get an impact player, provided uh, Brian Wright doesn't mess it up. Uh, but on the other hand, if they, <laughs> prove, if they prove, if they pre uh, prove me wrong and they end up being this ragtag group of, you know, guys that shock the world and make the playoffs. Hey, that's pretty awesome. Um, I'll be all for that. But if they end up, you know, like Danny said, winning like 30, 35 games, still being a lottery team, but, not making the playoffs and staying in the middle. I just don't know what good is going to come from that. So, uh, you know, again, I'm going to buy Vegas is probably on the money. Um, but at the same time, I wouldn't be shocked if they um, shoot themselves in the foot by winning a couple of games over that, like Danny suggested and end up with a mediocre pick. So we'll see. Yeah. And that's the thing right now, gentlemen, is this, that the Spurs, where they are in this moment in time in their franchise's history, it, either they did go the Houston Rockets route and just bottom out and tame, and look, look what they got in the last draft, or they swing for the fences and get aggressive in trade and bring in an all-star, which leads to our final buy or sell question right here on this fan episode of Locked On Spurs. Uh, I think it's Zach, you're up. I think that's the way the rotation went. Um, Zach, buy or sell that Ben Simmons, the upset employee for the Philadelphia 76ers, will land with the San Antonio Spurs? I want to buy it, Jeff. You know this. I've talked to you offline about this before personally, and I've talked to Danny about this before offline. You guys both know that I want to see Ben Simmons in a Spurs uniform in the absolute worst way. Listen to the folks that are going to be like, oh, he sucks. He can't shoot. Why do you want to trade Lonnie and DeJounte for Ben Simmons? They're going to be better than him. Uh, you're not a Spurs fan. Yeah, those people. Well, first off, bite me to those people. Uh, but what I'm getting at is the guy was a number one pick for a reason. He's been a multiple-time All-Star. He's got a Magic Johnson-like skill set. Pop has gushed about him, and I believe Pop, and I'm paraphrasing, said, who gives a damn if he can't shoot? The guy can do everything else. And uh, I really think Pop's not going to really push him to shoot. He may say, hey, Ben, you want to shoot? Great. If not, just make plays. And I think with Chip England being there, giving him that confidence, but not pushing him too hard, I think is really going to elevate that shooting. And I mean, look, the Spurs got a lot of complimentary pieces right now. Pop already said they don't have an alpha. They drafted Josh Primo. They brought Bryn Forbes back. Those are three-point shooting guys. Jock Landale, guy said he could shoot the piss out of it. In two preseason games, he looks like he's – every bit the stretch big that he's been advertised. I'm not trying to say he's the next coming of Nikola Jokic, but the guy can hit the three um, and he's athletic. So for me, 
you know, they got some of these complimentary pieces that probably wouldn't be included in a potential trade for Ben Simmons that I think would really fit well. So again, Jeff, I want to buy it, but I just don't think the Spurs are going to have the balls to, to pony up the dough to get Ben Simmons because yeah, I know the Spurs don't have a lot of sexy pieces, but ultimately if, if Daryl Morey comes calling and says, give me, you know, Lonnie Walker, DeJounte Murray, and Derek White and three first-round picks. Personally, I make that deal in a heartbeat. I know a lot of Spurs Twitter probably wouldn't, but I would. Uh, and for that reason, I don't think Brian Wright is going to be able to do that. He's not going to cave into Maury's demands, and we're going to see Ben Simmons go somewhere else. Danny, you're a big fan of Daryl Morey, and something tells me that maybe, just maybe, he might be the reason Simmons is not a Spurs uh, player buy or sell Simmons is lands in San Antonio. You know, as, as much as I'd like to see Ben Simmons here in town, I think that he really would be an asset. I think that he would probably develop pretty well here. And this is probably the team and the community and organization that he could really thrive under, uh, at least, uh, long-term if he really wants to be a good basketball player and, and, and be, uh, amongst the, possible pantheon of, of, of great players in the league. Um, but I don't see it happening. And not because of Brian Wright. I mean, people know, they follow me and talk to me on Twitter. They know I'm not a huge fan of Brian Wright. I, I don't think he's really constructed this roster very well. But, yeah, you're right. I I, I think it's not going to happen because of Daryl Morey. Daryl Morey, brilliant. I think he's a genius, uh, not only just in the basketball game, but, I mean, in the business game. I mean, before he was a basketball GM, uh, he started off in business and really began to um, innovate a lot of business decisions for the company he was working for. So in that regard, I have a lot of respect for him, but also in, in the regard of being an NBA GM, I think he's done fabulous. I think he's done really well with what he's been given. I think he should have already had at least one championship had Chris Paul not gotten injured in that uh, 20, I think, what, 2018 uh, mm -hmm. uh, series? So against the Rockets, I'm sorry, against the Warriors. But um, there's not anybody in our team he wants. I mean, you look at the way he's constructed teams in the past, they've been fast, and they've been heavy on three-point shooting, all right? Now, I think right now, because of the fact that the Sixers' best player is a post player, he's really built around that team in, in that regard to where he have Embiid, you have um, Maxi, you have um, oh shoot, who else? I'm, 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 of course, I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now. But you have shooters. You have you have you have guys who can defend and shoot. You have Dybul. Um I'm, I'm, I'm missing one one person that uh, he was with the Clippers. Uh, shoot, I forget his name. But anyway, Tobias uh, Harris. There we go, Tobias Harris. There we go. So I mean, guys that can shoot, guys guys that can that can that can uh, uh, create their own shot off the dribble. Um, we don't really have anybody that he's looking for, especially not for, for Ben Simmons. He's not going to trade him for pennies on the dollar. He's not going to put himself in a position where he's going to worsen the team, okay? And let's face it, he has he kind of has all the power right now because it, it's starting to come out now, and I think the Sixers are kind of leaking some of this stuff. The Ben Simmons and his representatives are kind of rethinking this and being like, hey, I mean, we're not going to be able to recoup any of the money that we've lost. So we really have to kind of <laughs> understand what it is that we're doing here. But at least what, what I, what I heard this morning was Ben Simmons has 
moved all of his stuff already out of his Philadelphia home. It's going to be put on the market, I think, in the week, week, the next week or two to where he's not planning on going back. So I think he's really sticking his heels in the ground. But Maury doesn't have to do anything. He, all he has to do is say, hey, you know what? If you want to join us, great. If not, then we're going to go on without you. But you're not going to get moved just because. And you're not going to get moved uh, for an inferior player. At the end of the day, Maury doesn't lose trades. If you look back on, the his, on, his, on, his, on his history, he always gets the better player, whether it be Harden, whether it be whoever. He always gets the better player. Uh, I think with the exception of that Westbrook trade, that was kind of one that was maybe uh, a little far out there. But, I mean, for the most part, he, he, he wins trades. And he's going to eventually win this, this trade, however, however it happens, whether he actually has to trade him or whether Simmons is, is forced back. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I would love to see Simmons in a, in a Spurs jersey. I think he would be fantastic. I think he would be um, the potential alpha, even though he's not acting right, like, like it right now. Uh, for a team like ours. Uh, and I think that if we would get a Ben Simmons, it would immediately propel us into that playoff picture to where we could be a six, seven, or eight seed, right. uh, depending on who yeah. we have around them. But I just don't see it happening. It's going to be interesting, um, Zach, what's going to happen with uh, Ben Simmons. You know, I mean, I, I, I think overall, you can definitely see the fact that the Spurs just don't have pieces that draw the attention of a Ben Simmons type player. Um, Zach, do, do you think this might be a win win situation? Like, hey, you know, you you at least you groom these young kids, and maybe you can flip them down the road. I mean, how, how do you see the situation where the Spurs are in, lacking a superstar? Well, it concerns me, Jeff, because I really think with a lot of the guys they have on the team, um, like Dejounte Murray, like I think he's shown us what he is, and he's a good player. And, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. He's a good player. He's not great. He's not an all-star. He's just a good player. And again, there's nothing wrong with being a good player, obviously. He's going to have a decent career, averages okay numbers. But, um, you know, then you got guys like Lonnie Walker, who in his time here, he's been inconsistent, has, has a game where he looks all world. I remember you had me on after that. Uh, Houston game, and I said he was going to be a freight train from hell, and I look like a dumbass now because he doesn't look like he's that freight train at all. Maybe a freight train going to hell with the way his career's going, but um, <laughs> it, it's just it's frustrating because these guys have flashes, but none of them have really shown us anything at least in my opinion, that suggests that they are going to be an alpha. And I think the longer that the Spurs have this whole let's wait and see mindset, uh, their trade value is going to go into the tank. And if there ever was a day where Brian Wright says the heck with it, uh, I'll give you Lonnie Walker, DeJounte Murray, and uh, you know Derek White for Ben Simmons, and I'll give you the picks. Uh, like Danny was saying, Daryl Morey might look at that and say, you're going to have to give me 20 picks because I don't think those three players are legit. Because, uh, you know, most of Spurs Twitter probably thinks that they are legit. I don't know. I haven't been on there. You guys could probably tell me. So I, I think it's time to uh, make a decision, man. You're either going to ride with them and accept your fate, whether that's good or bad, or you're going to uh, try to trade them while there's still interest out there. If there is interest at all, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do I feel like by now, Danny would have blown up this team by now. He probably would have blown it up. 
pieces everywhere, collecting draft picks. Danny, would you have blown up this team? To an extent. I mean, I, I think we definitely have pieces there. Maybe not the superstar pieces that we need in order to compete. Uh, but you have guys like DeJounte. You have guys like, I mean, what? Our best players, DeJounte, Devin, Lonnie, right? Those are our best players. Our best four right. players. Hell, um, I might put Forbes above Lonnie, bro. <laughs> you know what? Shut it. All right. No. <laughs> I still have faith in Lonnie. He's gonna he's gonna get it together before preseason starts and he's gonna get that extension and he's gonna be fine. We 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 all we all have our fingers crossed. We all we all have our, our hill we're gonna die on. Those Luca fans are gonna die on that Luca Hill, I'm gonna die on the Lonnie Hill. Um, absolutely. But yeah, those are our four best players. And I think out of those four players, you what, you maybe you maybe keep one of them, right? The, either Dejounte mm-hmm. uh, or, or Depp, yeah. maybe even Josh Primo. I, yeah. I, I think you have to maybe throw him in, in the mix there as well. Uh, yeah. So whenever you say blow it up, I, I wouldn't trade all of them, but certainly two or three of those pieces, yeah. Because at, at this point, I think it's been long enough to where they've maybe shown who they're going to be. And sure, I get it, but but about the opportunity that they're going to have this year to kind of just be thrust into the focal point of the offense and not have to defer. Um, but at the end of the day, it's about winning. The NBA is a business. The Spurs are a business. Uh, I can tell just by some of the emails I'm getting already from the Spurs organization as far as yeah. season ticket members. Uh, I think they're struggling to get people in the door. I'm not just gonna, I'm not just leaving. Well, that's, that's, yeah, that's definitely a, a topic for another episode of Locked On Spurs. Yeah. Hey, we're out of time here, but we definitely want to hear from you. What do you think about what Zach and Danny had to say on several topics on this buy sell fan episode of Locked On Spurs? Do you agree with Zach when it comes to Ben Simmons? Do you agree with Danny with how he would approach this Spurs team and reconstructing it? You got to let them know. Uh, Danny, you can follow him on Twitter at DannySanders80. Zach, you could just uh, look in the stars and the sky and say, I agree with you because he's not on social media. Or, or, or so. you know what? Since I text you guys on the side, you know, in real life, uh, they could always, you know, tell you guys and then you text. Okay. Me. Well, there we Stop. go. All right. So rumor, Danny and I will, will be your uh, middleman. Yeah. Rumor has it that Zach's already started Spurs uh, LinkedIn. So, I mean, he's, he's already started that. Uh, that uh that group over there so there go, go check him out <laughs> go check it out all right and thanks for making lockdown spurs your first listen of the day now go check out lockdown celtic with host john corrales good friend of mine he'll catch you up on everything you need to know about the boston celtics and much much more so for danny sanders and zach escamilla i am jeff garcia we're gonna put a lock on this fan episode of lockdown spurs mm-hmm.